At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Join our members-only club on Spotify and get exclusive podcasts only our members get Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time with Chinatown Hollywood. Get over there and subscribe now. Rock on. Are one percenters changing? That is the question that we're going to look at in this video today. Don't forget to like and subscribe, by the way. Anyway, there was a very interesting article that the Daily Mail did, and it got me thinking. It talked about how bikers were changing as far as the one percenters, or bikies as they call it. There's Nike bikies over there, and us in the United States would say, what in the heck are you talking about Nike bikies? We probably have a different word here in the United States, hip-hop, rapster, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to get a new saying started, okay? But they are not like their predecessors. And I know this to be true. And the reason why is over on Insane Wheels, there's a different type of biker over there, different type of motorcycle enthusiasts, especially the younger ones. They refer to the older generation, the graybeards, as dressing up like a bunch of pirates. I know, I laugh at that one all the time. But it's being taken to a whole different level now. I'm talking, you got people wearing $200 designer jeans, $200 pair of Air Jordans, uh, gold around their neck all over the place. In Australia, this has went to a new level over there. But I think the trend is going worldwide. And I'm sure a lot of the audience has noticed that too. What we thought in Generation X and above, like baby boomers, of a biker was a guy that just really didn't care. Didn't care what they look like, any of that stuff, grease, all that stuff. It's totally different now. And so is that kind of attitude and style coming into the MC scene. Now, I want to go over this article and I want you to sit back and ask yourself, is this true? Is it true reporting on this subject? Here it is, Daily Mail. And again, it says Australia, and I'm sure all my listeners from Australia is going to let us know in the comments section if this is correct or not. Does it apply here in the United States? Does it apply over in Europe? That is the question for this episode. 
how Australia's outlaw motorcycle gangs have transformed from bikies, which is bikers to them, in leather jackets and ripped jeans to sophisticated clubs that are run like businesses and make huge profits. A lot of the time when you see us cover news out of Australia, you're seeing a lot of guys go down with millions of dollars. And you say to yourself, well, how is that even possible? We know the truth, okay? We know the truth, what they're doing. You can't debate it. I know it stinks, but that's what they're doing. It doesn't mean everybody is, but it means that they're doing that. You get busted with million dollars or million dollar freaking cars and bikes. Come on, we're not stupid. I'm not going to treat you like you're stupid. But there's more of that over there. And I'm wondering if you do see it over here. Now, I've seen some guys around here in the United States that have that bank. And yes, they're in clubs. Am I making assumptions? Maybe. But I sure know I'm not making assumptions when it comes to Australia. Here we go again. Uh, basically, what the bullet points of this one is, recent shootings have thrown the spotlight back on Australia's... It's always there with the clubs. Uh, and they go on to say violence has always been a trademark. Uh, traditionally, clubs warred with each other, but now there's personal stuff. And involvement in the global supply of drugs is changing. There is a different makeup in Australia when it comes to clubs. Again, we're trying to be honest here. You got people from Asia in them. You got people from the islands in them that are traditionally into some serious business. And it looks like they're bringing it into the club scene. And it even goes into the, and I couldn't believe it, where some of these people don't even have motorcycles, but they're in the club. And to Americans, that might be like, wow. Even though we got some pop-up schlucks out there that do that, where, you know, they'll take anybody without a motorcycle. It is a motorcycle club, by the way. Over there, it seems like the norm. They'll give you a patch, and next thing you know, you're in the club without a motorcycle. And it's also interesting over there how you can have a high-profile member just switch clubs out of the blue. It's a very interesting scene over there. Where there's money to be made, that has become the primary motivation. This according to a professor out there. What remains the same, even if the reasons may be shifting, is the trademark brutal and bloody violence that long made bikies feared criminal enforcer. There's been an evolution from brotherhood and riding motorcycles, get out of there, as being part of the primary existence to something different. 
a model of criminal enter, uh, what is it, entrepreneurship takes over, and research shows there are younger, more criminally prone, or more active men being recruited or attracted to clubs. Going back to us, are we seeing that? And I'm not saying it's bad that, hey, you came from a gang and now you're in a club. Most of the time when people come in from gangs, they assimilate to the club life. But we have to admit, there's still many out there that carry that with them. And is that making it a more violent scene when you're getting these type of recruits in there? Many people are going to say yes. Some are going to be steadfast in saying no. But it's an interesting question to consider. Criminally prone. That's what they just said. What does that mean? That means they're out there doing their hustle, making their green, and all that kind of stuff. And you can, and it's being shown in the way they dress, the way they act. That's what this article is saying. Goes on to say, you might have heard of the Nike bikey. They don't dress in the stereotypical bikey way from club leather jackets, torn jeans, and everything else. This is true. This is very true. They have a lot of bling and high-end fashion, and some of them don't even ride motorcycles. For some clubs and some members, it's no longer a central part of their identity. And I would have to argue, if you get away from the motorcycling park, then you're not an MC. That is what brought everybody together, was that motorcycle. So, if what he's saying is true, for some clubs and some members, it's no longer a central part of their identity, you ain't a club anymore. That's just the way I look at it right there. Now, you can see right here, if you're on the podcast, go over and look at the video. The way that they do not, well, especially Gucci over here. I, I couldn't believe this. This is uh, the common Cheryl National Bikey Boss. Bathrobe Bikey is what he's called. That's his nickname. And hey, to each their own with your styles, man. It is what it is. They're getting some hot women over there. So maybe I'm just jealous. But you can see the bling and how it's not stereotypical of a diamond holder. And this one says he's an example of the new breed of bikey who love to flaunt their wealth and luxury lifestyle. Very true there. Then they go over to what Australia used to be with the Milpera massacre, you know, jeans and all that kind of stuff. But I do believe it's a very interesting subject to ponder. Is this a new evolution of the scene? And is it good? Or is it bad? You're going to have a lot of uh, Gen Xers baby boomers saying they're out of their minds. Well, we're pushing up on there. We're going to be 
transferring out of the scene in 20, 30 years. They're the ones that are going to come up. And what does that say about the legacy of a club if that's the way it's turning? It gets you thinking. It really does. It gets you really thinking. It gets you to step back and say, wow. Now we're being called pirates. Honestly, go look at Insane Wheels. That's what they say when you're going under the Harley videos. Bunch of pirates. Or we don't care about that kind of stuff. So you see a lot of different styles, which, hey, every generation goes through. I bet the guys in the 50s looked at the guys in the 60s like you're morons. And then the 60s looked at everybody else like you're morons. It's cultural. I get it. But what's behind this right now? Do you agree with the article? Big question. Anyway, like and subscribe as always. Go over to Insane Wheels. Like and subscribe over there Monday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Central. Always a new video. We'll be right back with this music break. If you want to see the full show or hear the full show, go over to Spotify, iTunes, all the major podcasts. We're over there. And then you to hear China now, too. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful, you could stand on your head and sh** on the ceiling. That position would not only be unveiling, but also undignified. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please?
So you want to, like, get into the suitcase with me? Yeah, well, no. I got work. Yeah, but you want to get into the suitcase? Yeah, I said I would. Does that mean you're cold? I'm freezing. <laughs> so that Florida weather would sound good to you. Yeah, but I don't want to go there. Why don't you want to go there? Maybe for vacation. <laughs> but not to live there. You're still into that uh, where you're, like, going to be old. And you want to still deal with the snow. It's fine. Yeah, but it's you're fine. over here freezing. A freezing is cold. How's everybody doing out there today? It's like four degrees. We got, it's hump day today. Hump day! Is everybody humping their uh, significant one? I know China does the air uh, hump. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I have a question for you. Oh, God. Did you take your pill last night? Yes. Oh, okay. Because usually when she don't take her pills, she's really happy, <laughs> which I should say, you know what? Just throw the damn pills away. That way I don't have to deal with you. I took did it. It's a lot more fun when you don't take them. I guess. It really is. No, it's fun when I don't take it because then the house gets extremely clean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because then I'm mad. One time, China, it's 73 and partly cloudy every day. That's like the perfect. Set up. <laughs> it's like the perfect environment down there. No, it's not good. It's not a perfect environment. You want to know why? Why? Your mom lives there. Well, it happens. <laughs> that doesn't mean we couldn't, you know, go to another city. But I do get the ride next week. Why you don't? When you ride one of your above bikes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah, my older brother has like three Harleys. I know. There. He does. And you know damn well I'm going to steal one of them. You're like, mine. Where's the keys? You know, he has a heritage. He has a full. Is he going to be home? Yeah. Because I know the one is. Is the other one going to yeah, be Yeah, they're there? all going to be there. We're going to be partying. Jealous. I don't get to see Obovers a lot. I think I'm going to steal the heritage. Do it. I think I'm going to. Do it. So, what's up in the news today? We got a, you know, I got our a... main subject, and I think it's a pretty serious one. 
is when is it time to step in to protect the child when they're involved in a situation where a parent or a parents are uh, a bunch of drunks or drug addicts and they're not taking care of the kid. And that is a huge question that I hope to address later on in the show. And members only, we're going to be talking about the Sturges Hall of Fame, who's in it, what it's about. The Sturges Motorcycle Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I do have a beef with them. Ruh-roh. Better be coming up in uh, members only. So what do we got in the news today? We always start out with the news because China Dow likes irritating the hell out of me. I do, but this is something you sent me. Okay, what is it? The Tennessee. Oh, by the way, stop. What? OJB Prick got his ass kicked. Oh, my God. Physically? Nah, we can only dream. Damn. Illinois, you know how he's trying to ban assault weapons yes. and all that stuff? Yes. He's lost twice in court now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The uh, Fifth uh, District uh, U.S. Appeals Court has said statewide you can't do it. It's unconstitutional. Hell yeah. It is. <gasps> that means go buy your AK-47s and your AR-15s, and they can't make you register a gun because it's unconstitutional. So, you want to hear something funny? What? Remember how I told you? That a customer came in my work and said that the state police wanted to talk to him about his AK that he purchased three weeks ago and that he received and whatnot. <coughs> I found out why they want to take it. Why? It has nothing to do with Pritzker's crap. It has to do with the the, the location recently got closed down by the state mm -hmm. because he was selling weapons illegally. How is he spell, uh, selling I, weapons illegally? I don't know. It's not where I bought mine, is it? In Roscoe. No, this was Love's Park. Uh, I know which one it is. <laughs> he was selling them illegally. Yeah, but if it was... I under... think it because of Pritzker's thing. Yeah, but now it's not illegal because there's a well, the statewide uh, ban on that. The customer's attorney said not to give up his weapon. <laughs> I wouldn't give up his weapon. I wouldn't even register the damn thing. Yeah, it was too late. He already did. See, here's the problem with you. What? And this is out of pure... <clears throat> I, I can't say ignorance. What I can say is fear. What? Is the fear of starting over has caused it, caused some tension where the kids are all grown up. Why can't we move to somewhere? Why that's can't hot? we be friends? What? I know. No. But you'll sit here and complain about fat boy Brixer all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You're one of them people. Oh, gosh. Here we go. That love complaining. Yep. But don't want to do nothing about it. There's a lot of people like that. Complain. Do nothing about it. So in other news. No. Answer that. <laughs> answer what? That wasn't even a question. One time says China. Yeah. What up one time? Move here. It's time to embrace the real. <laughs> it's wonderful here. 
Always beautiful. <laughs> always something new to do. Hurricanes. You know what? You can't use that hurricane yeah, crap. Can. Yeah, can. We yeah, have can. tornadoes that are worse. They don't, they don't come by us. And they're not tornadoes. They're tomatoes. Everybody uses that excuse about Florida, the hurricanes. Hurricanes. Are you that scared? I don't you like, know how many ha- like hurricanes those. that my brother's ridden out? Yeah, I do. But your brother's weird. He calls a typhoon from when he was in the Philippines a windstorm. Well, it is a windstorm, ain't it? Yeah, but God. So why use one. that excuse? And it's not like every day they hit. You don't know that. Yeah, we do. You don't watch the news. <laughs> I don't watch the news. It's sad. <laughs> Mother Nature, you got to deal with. Mother Nature's forms. more bipolar than I am. Exactly. Yeah. Hello. I don't want to meet her. And didn't you <laughs> see that one movie uh, with one? Dennis Quaid? The day after tomorrow when everything freezes but uh, down south? No, I think we have to prepare for that. I don't remember that movie. I remember the title. I don't remember the movie. Go figure. So what do we got in the news? The Tennessee cop who was fired after investigation found that she had affairs with multiple male colleagues. Oh, this is the the cop force. Yeah. And she cracked in quotes after considering divorce from her husband that her sexual escapades got kind of out of hand. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> See, I don't think her sexual escapades <laughs> should have led to her firing. Well, you know, she was, you know, blowing and bobbing on knobs on duty, which, by the way, if you're in Chicago, you know, those cops do it all the time. They do it all the time. I'm sorry. Well, a quote from Megan Hall says, me and my husband were kind of on the verge of divorce, and I just cracked, and then it just kind of got out of hand. So when a man does it, we go back to this argument all the time. When a man goes out there and does multiple women, it's cool. But when a woman does it, she a hoe. Do you agree? No. Men can be hoes. Well, yes, men can be hoes. But is that? But I don't think she should have got fired for that crap. No, because I'm, I bet if it was a dude doing it, he wouldn't have. Well, no, it's a boys' club within the cop shop. Yeah, but they did end up firing four of the cops other than her. So you you imagine it because they're gonna go go home and tell and your get significant another, other. They're gonna go on and get another job as a cop because there's such a cop shortage now. Well, what did you get fired for? Well, a fellow officer was giving me a knob job. You imagine that interview? That'd be sad. It'd be funny as hell, I think. Well, Megan Hall's remarks were in regard to her affair with one of the former co-workers, Sergeant Lewis Powell, with whom she had sex a lot with, saying that his wife just doesn't want to have sex with him. <laughs> that's why she did. Uh, that's You know what? It's hump day. I know. That's why I figured. Yeah, it's hump day. Talk about sex, baby. Do you think if a woman doesn't give the man sex? Now, are we talking all kinds of sex or are we talking just sex? Does it, making does it the in, man happy. Does it include oral? Making men happy. Okay. And that's part of a woman's job. It's a job. It is. As a wife, as a girlfriend, it's your job 
to take care of the man. Okay, but isn't it the man's job to take care of the woman's sexual needs as well? No, because you're there to... Uh, oh, so, no, double standard. It ain't a double Dick. standard. You're there to Dick. have babies. I, I, well, I can't have none of them. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm, I'm talking saying. about women. They're there them for to years. take care of their man. And when they don't, the man's going to wander. Like I always said, the way to a man's heart is through his wiener, the bob knobs. <laughs> if a woman can't do that, you're going to lose your man. Am I right or wrong? Well, yeah. Duh. Do you agree? I don't agree with what you said, but um, it's true. Okay, so you I don't, don't agree with I don't what I said, but no, you know it's true. Yeah, I don't agree with what you said because I don't agree with the part of um, mm, you're, you're double standard. Okay, put away no. the woman's needs. No, hell no, I'm not. Hell to the no. Put that aside. No. Am I correct in saying that? That if a woman does not provide sexual fun for their man, they're going to leave or wander or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So why do you get mad at men? Because men are stupid. Nah, men ain't stupid. Men are stupid. Because no. men, if you're not properly attending to your wifely or girlfriend and their sexual needs, that's not fair. Life ain't fair. I don't care. Well, then I could say that to you about... Women going on their men. Life ain't fair. That's because women ain't raised to be women anymore. And men aren't raised to be men anymore. I have to agree on that one. Hey, so, bam. <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> Gotta agree on that. Because men, they have their balls taken by a woman. Dude, I'm telling you, I do not want any man's balls in my purse next to my chapstick. Why do other women? Maybe like throwing dice. Oh, what? why do other women like that? Dude, I don't know, because they dumb. See, that's not an argument. I don't know why they like it. I don't like that. No, I think a relationship should be fitty fitty. And you're stupid. No, I'm not. You stupid. A relationship is not supposed to be 50-50. Is too. A man is supposed to be the king. Oh, so you're saying what? 80-20? What are we, a freaking copay? I think so. <laughs> no. I think it's copay. No, I ain't no $20 copay. Nope. See, nope. you're taking this personally, and we're talking <laughs> about overview. I'm not taking here. it personally. I'm trying to defend women. <laughs> women, they don't need defending. Because they should be raised the right way. And so should a man. I yeah. agree 1,000%. Which includes sexually taking care of their woman. That's what vibrators are for. They make stuff for you women to deal with. They make stuff for you men, too. That's called a pocket pussy or a blow-up doll. This is true. So there you go. I'll buy you one for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what I bought our son a pocket pussy. He, he, it oh. happens. He wanted one. Did this cop ever do <laughs> what was she offered? Five thousand dollars a night. Ten uh, thousand dollars for two shows in one night at a strip club. I think she should do it. She should. But I think she's going to be making pornos on Pornhub soon. 
the cop that got fired for doing uh, the whole freaking police force. It's kind of like a cheerleader doing a whole football team. Well, you want to hear some drama more about this this chick cop? Yeah, what's up? She claims that her relationship with Sergeant Powell became especially complicated when she tried to end things with him, alleging that he called her at one point and said that he drank an entire bottle of Jack and wanted to kill himself. Oh, my God, with guys that say that. You know what? It's the same thing with women. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Shut up, stupid. You know, they use that, and it's a serious thing. But they try to trap a partner in to the relationship because that's what they're going to use every time. It's like, you know, well, I'm pregnant. Ah, shit. You know, that type of deal. So now she's saying, why is it all relationships are complicated? I don't know. That I never under. Well, it's complicated. Shut up, stupid. I see that a lot on Facebook. <laughs> when it says if they're in a relationship, they have complicated. And I'm like, why even fill it out? <laughs> never understood that. Just leave it blank. You don't have to fill that out. Oh, my God. Because then that just makes it people go, why, why is it complicated? And then you, it, like Glyden says, how many men take two hours to get off like a woman? I don't know. Y'all are just boring. You get off too quick. I don't know what to tell you there. Either that, he just lay there like a freaking dead log. Well, you know, grocery so, lists are important. <laughs> what else did it say besides she's having a complicated time? Uh, the newly released transcripts reveal how Megan Hall tried to convince her husband. <laughs> Guess what his first name is? Ernie or no Sue Jedediah. Jedediah, okay. Uh, into you know a, what? That was he, an old he, school name. He tried to convince her husband, Jedediah, into a wife swap with one of the other officers and his wife, but her husband turned them down. Why is she? Why is he so stupid? I don't know because didn't she claim in the beginning that they were in a, a, a open marriage or something? I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, that's what it so said. So she basically attempted to fix things. Yeah. And he's the one who didn't. His husband, she wanted to be in the swinger lifestyle. Her husband did not. See ya. Right? Yeah, pretty much. So I didn't know she tried to fix it. Well, Hall and this cop's wife started kissing, and Hall's husband came in the room and was very upset. He sounds like a prude. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. Sounds like a prude. <laughs> Where is this, Tennessee? Yeah. It's the Bible Belt. No explanation needed. No explanation needed with the Bible Belt. So Jedediah, guess what he does for a living? What? He's a park ranger. So he ain't even a real cop. <laughs> no. You know what I hate? You're driving down the road. You see this cop car behind you. And you get all stupid, go slow. Everybody does that except me. I, I go to speed limit. I go, the, I go the speed limit. And next thing you know, they're passing, and it's a damn park ranger. And you're like, you know what, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got pulled over in one of our parks over here by a park ranger. He trying to tell... Yeah, but they're, in, they're a park ranger. <coughs> you were in a park. <coughs> outside a park. 
<coughs> outside of park, they're duck. They're nothing. They're nothing. But you know what I mean? He you're, riding, to... you're driving around. Freaking everybody know. does it. You see it on the expressway out here, like on 90. It's freaking hilarious. They see a state trooper. All of a sudden, everybody's like, <laughs> and cops get off on that. I think. I think they have a laugh. They do. They think it's funny. I know for a fact they think it's funny. <laughs> well, I know you do because they come in all the time. Yeah. Well, state and state and county come in all the time. So and county gets a trip out of it when they do it to them. Unless, you know, it's me, I'll race your you ass. Race them, so you don't care. <laughs> Especially on that bike. You know, that's why I always like the the smaller bikes, man. Like uh, the lowriders, sporties. You, you can kick the shit out of them on them things if your engine's good enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Megan Hall acknowledged that during all the interviews that she learned that nothing outside of the PD stays outside of the PD. Um, Megan Hall, let, let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> you you gonna give advice? Yeah, her dumb ass was doing it on the job. So, you know, yeah, what happens at home stays at home. What happens at a hotel stays at the hotel. But, dude, you're sending naked pictures while you're on the clock to all these officers. They're sending them back to you. I have a question here for What everybody. is the thrill with naked pics? I do. I have a question here. Well, I'm not uh, the most liked among the police officers. Yeah. Uh, I don't like them. But I'm in a, a boondoggle here. A boondoggle? What the yes. hell kind of word is that? If you see a hot ass freaking whoa, woman cop and you just want to bend her over that squad car. Is that naughty? Nah. There was one here, but she's not here no more. And that's the one I had the crush on. I was like, oh, man, I want to nail that bitch. <laughs> uh, too bad her husband would have said no. I don't care about her husband. She would have, too. I don't care if she would have said no. Oh, you're going to just take it against her will? No, I'm talking about I'm asking a question here. It's a hypothetical. <laughs> would you do a... a, a, a Bram cop. If she is hot as hell, I would have to say I'd bend a bitch over. I'd handcuff her and how's it feel? Being handcuffed. I draw a line. I would never do a cop. I don't know, man. I don't know. God no. That would be a no. And especially these younger cops now that are broads. Whew. The hell happened? Yeah, no, I'm good. I, that's one thing I don't understand. Why we were growing up, we didn't have hot ass chicks. And what in the cops? No, I'm talking about in general. Our chicks weren't good looking. They weren't boom, blam, yeah. Then why were you sticking your thing everywhere? Because the wind blows, I freaking do that. So um... I'll stick it in the fence hole. Come on, this is me. But you got to admit, the younger ones, they're a lot more finer than our generation. So you go for butterfaces? What do you mean butterfaces? What's that? <laughs> Where their body's hot, everything butterface is hot. <laughs> oh, she's a butterface. No, see, you're just everything jealous. Everything butterface is hot. You're just jealous. Why am I jealous? 
You can't admit it. Admit what? That they're hotter now. Even you say that. No, I don't. Oh, you're not more attracted to uh, one of the uh, girls now than compared to in our day where their hair was like 10 feet long or 10 feet high and you needed Aquanet for why you broads waked up at two o'clock in the morning to get ready for school at seven is beyond me. I did. So you like had 50 freaking pounds of Aquanet in. And I brought a travel size in my purse. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you, you know what was in my purse? Then Eyeliner, wore... lip gloss, uh, a travel size bottle of Aquanet, and about 50 packs of Hubba Bubba or Bubba Yum. And what was with the blue eyeshadow? You look like Martians. I wasn't a fan of that. But that was the style. I wore the same thing I wear now. Lipstick and eyeliner, call it a day. Yeah, you're not the best at makeup. I gotta, I gotta be honest. No, during beauty school, I played hooky during the nail stuff and the makeup. <laughs> I was outside. Smoking. That just shows something. You, you should be wearing eyeshadow, a nice, you know, natural tone, not this purple and blue and all that crap. So you have to admit, women nowadays are hotter. Yeah, I like the ones that are more El Natural. Thanks. Like one time says somebody something about a woman in uniform. I'm down. Sturgis has many like that. <laughs> I like more women that are more El Natural. I have to agree. So you're but basically... see, I like a chick that's in sweatpants and a messy ponytail. You you're just like what the hell. That's just lazy. No, that's it hot. is lazy because a woman that's hot should be waking up. No, we should go in and put your face. on. If it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't be putting my damn face on in the morning. Do you see me do this on Saturdays and Sundays? No. And that's the reason why I wake up and get scared on them days. Yeah. Saturdays and Sundays, I will put on my eyeliner. But no lipstick. And when I go to work, I take so my lipstick off. So what's that saying? Does a woman have pride? No. Yeah, they do. They don't. No, that's not pride. It's a no. Different generation. It's a different generation. We don't have to be all like made up. Why the women nowadays time? are. No, no, babe. You old bags lost your freaking hustle. Oh, now I'm an old bag, huh? All right, old fart. Go look in the mirror. I look better than you. Well, you do. Yeah. But men, it's I'm different. the hot one in the relationship. We can't say much about Hollywood. It's a different for a man. A woman is How's supposed to go out there and look good. How's it different? Because a woman's supposed to go out there and look good. You don't go out in public in a ponytail, no makeup. You look like freaking. Why not? It's you just hot. got kicked in the face by a Mack truck. It's, it's sexy. No, that is not sexy. Not, you know what? In other women, news, because we don't want to hear you anymore. Most women uh, that don't put makeup on look like a Mack truck, just like that bulldog. So this next one I was sent to uh, sent by somebody sent me this one. So we're going to do this one. And it was Dirty Knobs. Thanks, Dirty Knobs. A uh, body of a 96-year-old woman found in a Chicago garage freezer. Really? Yep. You follow up with me bitching about women Yep. with, with a dead body. Yep. So it was a 96-year-old woman was found in a freezer in a garage behind a northwest Chicago apartment building. Yep. It is Chirac. Uh, so the police responded Monday afternoon to the building in the city's Portage Park neighborhood. 
after receiving there you a call go, Portage Park. from a relative who lives in another state, the Chicago Sun-Times reported Tuesday. Neighbors, How old is she? Uh, 96. Neighbors said that the woman and her daughter, the building's landlord, lived together in the first floor apartment. The dead woman was identified by a relative, uh, Diane, whatever the hell you her last name is. You think at a certain age. A granddaughter identified the woman. Do you think at a certain age people should be helped put in a retirement home? Well, the kids and I are already discussing your future. <laughs> That's fine and dandy, but do you think at a certain age somebody shouldn't live alone? 96 years old. She wasn't living alone. So what? Her daughter put her in the freezer? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe. What do you think about what one time says? What? Every man loves a woman. Yeah, I would emphasize women, too, because a lot of people don't know what a woman is nowadays. Hmm. That are hot. Wait a second. Uh, who takes care of themselves. Hair, nails, appearances, smell. Nails, appearance, hair, and I smell like watermelons today. But you take pride in taking care of yourself. Yeah. But what about other women? You see it. It's... You can't force people. To do uh, okay, it. I'm not saying force people. Well, some people choose not to. Like today is my day off. Do you really think I want to look like this my whole day off? No, it's your day off. Yeah. Hi. That <laughs> sucks. That's why you have it to wait an hour after we do our shows to have food because I'm making you homemade meatloaf. It ain't homemade. You take it out of the package. No, it's not. It's homemade. There is two pounds of ground beef down there waiting for me to mix all the stuff in. Thank you very much. It is homemade. See, when she's at work, that's like my private time. Oh, that's and not fine. She... I'll just stay barricaded in my bedroom and I got to do laundry and maybe I won't do yours. <laughs> uh, Glide, a new segment, Hollywood or Hollywoodn't. <laughs> Hollywoodn't. <laughs> uh, Dirty Knob, she was in the fridge like 10 years. Yeah. They had her in the fridge for 10 years. Yeah. What sick person does that? And why did it take 10 years for somebody <laughs> to call about her? That is so gross. Unbelievable. Sad state of affairs. That's Chicago. <laughs> but she was finally identified by her granddaughter. Yeah, but for 10 years? I guess they didn't expect her on holidays. I don't know. See, old people's get forgotten about. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you're planning me? <laughs> Kids and I are discussing if you should go in home. Because maybe eventually you'll learn to pull your pants up when you walk. It happens. Because you don't. You know what? Pants. I should start a business. What? A Harley only type of retirement home. Bikers only. Retired bikers. I think it would be awesome, the parties. Wow. Right or wrong, would it be awesome It or would not? be awesome, I'm not going to lie. It would be cool. 
game everybody, on. Yeah, game on. It'd be like a freaking party every day. You know, you're gonna put it in Texas or you're gonna put it in Florida. I don't know. It'd probably be Illinois. Nobody would come. Literally. <laughs> but I think that would be a kick-ass business, man. Man? A biker really? retirement. You're looking at me and you say man? Yeah. A biker. Well, you don't got big tits. So, you know, I sometimes do. I get confused in these days. Wow. But a biker-only retirement home. I know. I'm a female. <laughs> I just think it would be awesome. You'd have to be 55 to get in. Well, then you got time. (laughs) You can have assisted living, you know, assisted where, you know, Viagra, candy stripe nurses. Oh, my God. Stop. In other news, Hollywood's being stupid. That's what I considered assisted. That's not what assisted living is. You stupid. (laughs) I I have a different definition then. So in one time, see a Harley retirement home. Yeah, that would be your idea. Mm -hmm. You know, she was getting kind of mad because I was going to do the paint scheme down in uh, the front room. Orange and black. Orange and black. Kind of like I had at the auto shop. I thought it looked good. So I'm going to go with Dirty Knob's other story that he sent me, which I have read this one to you the other day, and we were both laughing our butts off about it. Okay, go for it. (laughs) <laughs> an official at Illinois, Chicago, Illinois area school district was arrested for stealing $1.5 million worth of food, mainly chicken wings. Chicken wings! Chicken this wings, is funny chicken as hell! <laughs> I say, why let it go to waste? Well, from the she stole it from the district during the COVID-19 hey, pandemic. How do you steal $1.5 million in chicken wings? (laughs) Vera Lindell, 66, was held at Cook County Jail on a $150,000 bond. Lindell was employed by the Harvey School District as a food service director. (laughs) It showed in in the court documents, it showed that over 11,000 cases of chicken wings were ordered and picked up by a district cargo van at the height of the pandemic. At that time, students were obviously going Maybe remotely. Maybe she was having a barbecue for the neighborhood. That You know what? That would be my defense. The, you know, school wasn't in session, and I thought about going to the neighborhood and, you know, cooking them up, letting everybody eat. It was hard times. Well, a lot of schools, uh, you know, the schools were going remote at the time, and the district continued serving meals that parents could pick up or they'd have to drive up, and they could still pick up hot, hot lunches that, for their kids. I actually thought that was a good deal. The district funds were used to purchase the food, but the food was never provided to the students. When an audit was conducted mid-year, school officials discovered the district was $300,000 over its annual food service budget. (laughs) The district... What happened? She got chicken wings. Chicken wings, chicken wings. The district, the district's business manager discovered signed invoices for the massive quantities of chicken wings, an item that was never served to the students because they contain bones. There's boneless wings. Yeah, but she got the bone kind, bone in kind. See, I don't like bones, the, the bone wings. I don't like that. So this is still going through the court system right now. <laughs> yeah, J.B. Pricks paid her to drive them to his house. <clears throat> wouldn't surprise me 
So yeah, there's one. Do you like I think boneless or do you like b the ones with the bone? I don't like chicken wings at all. Oh, you're stupid. I don't like them. You don't like going to Hooters and getting the best wings around. No, when I go to Hooters, I get soup. You get soup and pitchers with the broads. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? They asked to take pictures with me. Yeah, I get jealous sometimes. Yes. But what did it, what did it say she did with all them wings? She took them home. How do you eat all that? Oh no, that's eleven thousand cases. Maybe she gave some away or something. I don't know. She might have, but I don't know. Where would you store eleven thousand cases of chicken wings? See, that's the thing. You have to have them frozen. Yeah. So where she must have had a lot of freezers at her house. You know what, guys and gals? I want you to put in the comment section. China doll has a problem when we fight about this all the time. When you have canned goods while they're expired. No, you can eat them things forever with the canned goods. Nope. Yes, you can. When it says best buy on the bottom of that can or the top of the can, it garbage. No, it is not. It's too. It's you're garbage. Anyway, let's go into a more serious topic. Here. Oh, I had one more story, but okay. One more. That's what you get. So, when Hurricane Ian swept through Florida in September, Christian Childers and Chandra Elliott's home in on the central Gulf Coast of the Inglewood became swamped under five inches of water. The water subsided a few days later, and a toxic mold began to grow dramatically on the walls, ceilings, and in the air vents in their in their rented bungalow. That has to be the biggest danger: is the mold. With thousands dispatched and no emergency housing available, the blended family of six were forced to board up a bedroom and a bathroom where the mold was at its worst and wait for help. So on Christmas Eve, he suffered his third serious asthma attack and was rushed to the hospital and died January 2nd. Guess why? Why? Because of all the mold. Damn. Yep. Damn. Yep. Unbelievable. When there's mold, move out. So let's go to a serious subject. So that's kind of sad. He was he 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 was only twenty six. Yeah, that's messed up. Silent killer in your home, guys. Watch out for mold. Big question. Big answer. When is it time to step in to protect the kid? As an outsider. As an outsider. Even if you don't know the family, when is it time to step in, especially if they have a drunk or an addict as a parent? When's the time to protect that kid? Well, the minute you find out, you should help. You should insert yourself into the situation. I mean, I wouldn't technically probably insert myself. I would Why? probably contact somebody else that's more professional. So if a kid's being hurt, abused mentally, physically, whatever. Oh man, is, if they're being abused physically, I'm gonna, I'm stepping in. So why not mentally? That's one that's, thing. That's harder. One That's thing I difficult. always hated when I went to bars, because you know I don't like bars. Yep, that's why I usually go alone. 
because you have these drunks all over the place. Yes. And me, I can't stand drunks. I can't. I have a thing for that. You know they have a kid. Yeah. And they're getting all stupid in the bar. Yeah. Every time you see them there. Yeah. And you know they have kids. Yeah. And you know they have a tendency towards violence, verbal abuse, whatever. Do you step in at the bar and say, hey, idiot, what are you doing to your kids? No, I'm not that close to people to know that. Well, there's always that one person that everybody knows. Yeah. Do you do something? Because you're more leaning to, like everybody else does, stay out of it. So it don't affect you. While at the same time, it's affecting them kids. And that's why I said I would call somebody and make an anonymous report. Who do you call? DCFS. So if you call DCFS, and it takes them... It, there's been incidences of kids that got killed because they wouldn't do nothing. And that's why I'm asking. To be honest with you, I think one of the first things I would do is I would actually call our daughter and get her advice where to go with it. Because she deals with this stuff on a regular regular basis. What about uh, drunks and drug addicts? Yeah. She deals with the kids that are dealing with that on a daily basis. So I would would ask her opinion what to do. When it comes to drug addicts. I think it's even more serious because of needles laying around. I mean, if it's somebody that I know personally, I'd get all up in their business. If it's not somebody I know personally, it's hard to say. Big Red, he says domestic shit ain't my business. But when do you make it your business when you have a child that can't defend themselves in a situation? A lot of times people don't. Everybody closes their eyes or turns their head. And that's when there's a cycle that begins Mm -hmm. where this kid went through all that abuse. They have kids and it could repeat itself. It goes around and around in a circle. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to get at (laughs) is how do you help stop it? Just a phone call. And like I said, we're using an example of a guy in a bar. Everybody knows. How do you stop it besides knocking the hell out of them? Sometimes you can't. And what's the, what does that say about us in That's society? Because a lot of people want to keep a blind eye to it and don't want to get involved in other people's situations because they have situations of their own. So we're too busy to take care of the kids. That's why you call DCFS. And hope to God that they do something. And hope they do something. So You get enough people to call about the same person, then they'll do something. But if it's only one person calling... Does that end your responsibility of helping that kid? Does it say, hey, I I tried to do what I tried to do, but it is what it is? Because our kids now... Are going through horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. You got bullying all over online crap. Yeah. 
and then you add in a, a drunk or a drug addict, they have no damn chance anymore. Well, and they say that about 61% of the kids nowadays that grow up with an addicted parent. How much? 61%. Holy shit. Become addicts themselves in one way or another. That's a huge number. Yeah. 61% is huge. You know, I would have figured like 25, 30%. No. But what's that say about society now? It's funny. Before you get home. And this is why I like when she works. I get my peace and quiet. I'll sit there and watch Sanford and Son. You were watching it when I came home yesterday. Different strokes. It was a different time period for a family back then. And you wonder why the south side of Chicago is the way it is with all the gangs. Because the kids have to find a family because of what they're going through at home. That kind of stuff spirals out of control. And that at some point you say, well, if I I would have stepped in, maybe things would have been different for the kid. I do. I really feel for kids. Well, there's also there's also another place that you can call, but I don't know what they would do. It's the National Association for Children uh, for Children of Addic- of Addicts. So I don't know. Couple good things here. Two comments, one from Rattlesnake, one from One Time. Okay. I appreciate not wanting to be in someone's personal stuff. Nevertheless, if you have the ability, then you have the responsibility to do something for the well-being of the kid. Is he right? Do you have a responsibility? To do something. If you know what's going on, I think you kind of do. Kind of? Or you do? You do. I mean, are you going to sit there knowingly, knowing that this child is being abused in one way or another because of a, I mean, they don't even have to be addicted to drugs or freaking alcohol. If you know a child is being abused, hey man, call Baca. That goes into one time drugs, heavy alcohol, authorities have to be involved in danger in the welfare of a kid has to be dealt with appropriately. You can't call DCS and expect anything to happen. Call the popo. And you brought up an awesome organization, BACA or call, BACA. Call them. Great organization. There's many, 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 many bikers out there, organizations that help kids. Mm-hmm. And they and it's not just about kids being bullied. But they, they, first, they help first kids they in get, a lot of ways. They get notified by DCFS or whatever they call it over to, you know. DCFS, you CPS, you know, whatever it's called. But I like area. that question where it says, hey, if you personally know something's going on. If I personally know something's going on, oh, I'm going to do something. Jason and screw plan. A lot of it has to do with the way the laws are written and how a lot of women mothers have figured out how to manipulate. That's true. 
the system, especially in the state. Oh, you got that right. In Illinois, who favors the mothers? Yeah. A lot of them do know how to manipulate the system. We asked the government to get involved when a kid's in trouble. Mm -hmm. So is it kind of hypocritical when we say, hey, they shouldn't be in the business? It's a tough question. Screw plan. My mom's ex-boyfriend used to beat me when I was a child. Now when he sees me roll up, get off my sled, he runs like a scared bitch. It's funny watching him all nervous now, all grown up. Do you feel, screw plan, that something could be done when you were a kid to help you? What would you have wanted somebody to do as a child? Because you got to remember, as a child, you're helpless. Yeah. What would you have wanted done? And there are some kids out there that take it in their own hands. Not going to lie. Mm hmm And do you, I don't think they should be charged. No. When they shoot it. To me, to me, if a child, and let's say, let's just say a 10 year old, for mm -hmm. example, if a 10 year old child is physically being abused by a parent and they do something to protect themselves from said parent, I don't think they should be charged with anything. It should be self-defense. But then they'll go back and try to establish a timeline and in the end might charge the kid anyway. Well, there was just well, one incident. No, I'm sure there's never just one incident because it's like you need to know the signs of abuse. You know, unexplained injuries, bruisings, burns, black eyes, behavioral problems, uh, fear of adults, emotionally shutting down. There's even signs of bedwetting if the child is still wetting the bed, experiencing nightmares mm -hmm. and overly sexualized behavior, engaging in self-mutilation. Self-mutilation is cutting. That is true. That is true. And a lot of kids do it. And a lot of kids do it where it can't be seen. Some people do it uh, cutting in their inner thighs where it can't be seen because they're wearing pants. Some people do it uh, on their arms. Some people do it on their chest, their abdomen. And you got, I mean, you got to be aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you're aware and you notice something wrong and they're, you know them well, yeah, yeah, I think you should step in. Well, Richard asks, but if you don't like cops and cops are all bastards, why would you want to call them the help? Because it's a kid. There's a difference. I, people really don't understand Chicago. No. They do not understand Chicago <clears throat> and how a lot of us that were on the streets, how we think. I wouldn't go to the cops. I'd make sure that freaking person suffers. You would take it in your own hands, uh, allegedly. You make them suffer like they made that kid suffer. That's why you don't hear a lot of stories about kids on the show. Because I get extra. He is mad. I get angry. He, he, I even have to limit what news stories I do. Because if they have to do with kids, he gets pissed. I won't even watch a movie with it. No. And Am I, I right and or wrong? And I watch all kinds of movies like that. 
mm-hmm. like kidnappings and stuff like that because I, I watch all true story stuff. And, and I can't stand that stuff. He'll see what I'm watching. He'll be like, what is this? He'll either turn it off or leave the room. See, it was different in the neighborhood I grew up in. All the neighbors were together. And if they seen or heard something happen to one of us kids, they'd step in. Mm-hmm. There was no cops. Mm-mm. The neighborhood handled it. You know about this. Yeah, I do. The neighborhood would handle the problem. Mm-hmm. Neighborhoods ain't like that anymore. And see, now the neighborhood I grew up in, since I, you know, we're from opposite sides of the tracks, the neighborhood I grew up in, if you knew of a, a child that did, you know, was suffering from any kind of abuse, no one in my neighborhood would do a damn thing. Nothing. My second mother was hardcore. Anna? Yeah, Anna was hardcore Mexican. I'm talking couldn't speak a lick of English. She was awesome. And if she's seen, because my dad used to get drunk, if she's seen it, she go up there and pound his ass. Mm-hmm. Then her husband would go do it. Mm-hmm. And then she'd take us overnight and stuff like that. Our neighborhood didn't play that game. And see, if you, if you think about it, because your dad was a drunk. Bad. Mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> but the neighborhood was there to take care of me. Yeah. And, and my brothers. And your, and your older brothers. You, and then you all looked out for your younger brother. Right. But he, yeah, he But we bad. were gifted for that kind of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of kids ain't gifted where the neighbors will get involved. That's just like you would never see cops in the neighborhood because they <laughs> don't you come in our shit. Mm-hmm. We'll deal with it ourselves. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Turn that heater away, man. It's hot. God, I'm sweating over here. Yeah, you're freezing earlier. I'm sweating now. <laughs> Damn, that thing's strong. One time when a neighbor punches his kids, drunk or not, you get involved. If you can't help, authorities have to be involved, but you have to have proof. Video eyewitness doesn't work. I remember this is how our neighborhood was so close. I remember if the kids did something, we would get our ass kicked by the neighbors. And then go home and get your ass kicked. They send us home to get our ass kicked again from the parents. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, Right there is one of the special kinds of situations in Chicago. Because most of Chicago. One like that out by me. Mm -hmm. Is broke up into neighborhoods. Like Montclair. Or you know. You have Englewood. Portage Park. Humble Park. Those are all neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot different. But. Because of that, a lot of us turned out good at our age. It's just not like that anymore. But we were lucky enough to have that. And in Florida, they don't have to answer the door. Uh, Jason, Schomburg sucks ass. I unfortunately still live in this town. Do you really? That's where I grew up. I have to go riding one of these days. Who's that? Huh? Who's that? Jason. Jason! Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> How old are you? Probably Conan. Conan. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, if you live there, I grew up there. But That's you agree, it's, it's a real hard choice that you have to make. But I say you err on the side of the kid. Well, and okay. 
since Jason knows Schomburg. In Schomburg, where I grew up. <laughs> One time. Hey, China, now, what's a heater? We don't use them in Florida. <laughs> shut up, guys. Shut the front door. Where I grew up, the kids in Schomburg were very good at hiding everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the culture that you had in Schomburg, you know, like, a bunch of it, up it, ups. If you were being abused or, you know, they would hide it. They would hide, like, women would just put on a heavy makeup mm. if, like, their dad popped them in the face or popped, yeah, and popped them somewhere where it's visible. Or it could be the summertime and you're wearing long sleeves because, you know, you got bruising from being, you know, knocked around. Or, you know, if they were cutters, uh, they'd be, they'd hide it. They'd hide all of it because they didn't want, because they were too embarrassed. They didn't want they anyone to know. They felt it was their fault. Yes, 100%. Unbelievable stuff. Oh, man. Well, members, 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 members. We're going to go into the members only show. We're going to be talking about the Sturgis Hall of Fame. Everybody who's in it and uh, my problem with it. I got a big problem and you can probably help me out if you uh, get involved in this one. If you ain't a member of the Insane Throttle Members Only Club, you can go join, hit a click, and link it right over on the channel. Can we please change the subject? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the Sturgis Hall of Fame right now <laughs> uh, over in Members Only. Go ahead, join it Monday through Friday, 9.20 a.m. It's a Members Only Live. Everybody else? We'll talk to you later. We'll see you tomorrow. Go have a good hump day. Go bang your got shit. Got to say. Can't hold it in this time. Got no filter. I got no filter. No filter. I got no filter. No filter. I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.